0: By mama. Go Gina, go Gina. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the first episode of Young Black and Filming Podcast. My name is Courtney Nicole, also known as Live Court, and today I'm talking to my friend, Associate Producer Courtney Silas, and she's working on the new show Pickler and Ben. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story, so we're just gonna roll right into it. I guess for me, the conversation is more so like, what made you want to get into TV?
1: Okay. I can I start now. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, I got into TV. Um, it was really random, actually. I went to a film camp because my best friend was going, and I didn't even know it was a film camp. I just knew my best friend was going, and I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom just enrolled me. I think I was like 14. I was in high school at the time, a sophomore, And my mom just signed me up because she was going. And I got there, and it was a program called Girls with Engineering Minds. And it kind of put girls in the industry and allowed us to put together our own projects, learning how to direct, how to uh, shoot, how to edit, and kind of just put a whole story together. Uh, And it was a competition. I did this documentary on the west side of Chicago, the Lawndale Christian Health Center, um, and I don't know, just as soon as I started doing it, I just like took over. It, it was like this is what I'm supposed to do. I was great at it. I didn't really want anybody else to touch the project. I just wanted to control it. you know, and uh we ended up winning first place and literally like since that day, since that week of that program, I knew that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life like. I just knew I had to be involved in TV and film. So I started taking classes in high school. Then from there, started looking at different college programs that I thought would be good for me. And kind of just skyrocketed right from there.
0: So you knew from like an early age that you actually wanted to do film? Because I, I didn't, I never, the crazy thing was, it's like, I didn't even know film was like, I mean, I knew it was an option, but I just didn't know like producing was a thing. Like, I I produced some stuff uh-huh. in college, but I'm like, oh, this is like a job. Like, you can actually like yeah. produce. I didn't yeah. know that.
1: I didn't I didn't know the positions really. Like, I knew I was the uh, I was the director for the project, but I knew I was into the editing and the videography, so I kind of put my hands in everything. Um, and I started to go more on the videography track. Like, I had my own camera and everything. So I knew I wanted to do something like that. But what's funny is that I didn't even know what major I was supposed to look for. When I right, started looking right. at colleges, I was like, wait, what is this called? We kept, like, make movies 101? I don't know what I'm supposed to look for to learn how to do this. And so that was a struggle. Because uh, I didn't, I mean, my parents weren't into film and stuff like that. So nobody really knew how to help me and I never knew the questions to ask who to ask I kind of just just figured it out kind of
0: as I went along so let's I'm a fast forward then we gonna go back so let's fast forward like I want people to actually know like um your name is Courtney Silas so we already know that like what what have you done like you know what are some of the projects you've done along the way and like up to now like what's your role today
1: um, so I started uh, working on a lo- well, actually backtrack. I started in college uh, when I was in my major. We had a TV program there. I uh, went to North Carolina A&T State University, and they have a great uh, journalism program. That's what I decided to major in, uh, and I started working for their TV studio uh, my senior year. I was volunteering at first, and then they brought me on uh, to the team. Uh, So I did a lot of projects with them, and uh, so that was a great experience. And from there, it's kind of when I realized, like, I can do this myself. I really wanted my own uh, production company. Um, And what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for, for, like, the future? (laughs) Like, not flashback, but (laughs) for the future.
0: For the future, you you guessed foreshadow. You, foreshadow, yeah. foreshadow foreshadow foreshadow. Right. that's the word there we yeah. go <laughs>
1: uh foreshadowing uh what i my ultimate goal still is is to run my own production company mm-hmm. called live dream Productions. so i created that in 2000 what, what's, what's
0: your what's your production company called
1: live dream Productions. that's so crazy because mine's uh, is live
0: with court production so i'm just like what
1: Oh, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started that and I just started um, just working on projects by myself. I would just kind of promote myself to my friends, and other people would tell people about me. And so I started getting some calls from like different businesses. I did mm-hmm. um, a short informational video for a center out in Gary, Indiana, for their health community center. Uh, I taught high school students how to put together their own documentary for the city of Gary. They presented that to the mayor. So this is all while I had graduated, I wasn't working in the field at all yet. I was just doing this on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of getting my name out there. Um, And for a little while, I went to work for the board of education. Um, I've worked there for years. So I kind of put a pause on what I was doing And then I got that feeling of being stuck. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, I know what I've always wanted to do, and I'm very uncomfortable if I'm not doing that. Any other job I have to do, I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it well. So I knew I had to get back into, you know, what I always wanted to do. Uh, 16, uh, shortly after I finished that program, I had met a gentleman that worked at WCIU, the local station in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him then, like, I want to work at the, at the TV studio with you. Like, this is what I want to do. And at the time he was like, oh, you know, you're a little young. Maybe go to college, finish, see if this still something you want to do. Hit me up later. Well, at the age of, what was I, 22, 23, I took him up on that. I still had his email from when I was 16 years old. And decided to give it a shot. I I saw they had a position uh, at the station for a local TV show, you and me, this morning. And I applied, and I sent him an email like, hey, you probably don't remember me, but I was that girl that was next door when I was 16. And you told me to hit you up when I graduated. Right, right, right. And he remembered me, and he passed along my resume. He got me my interview there. And he says to this day that he didn't get me the job. I got myself the job. But he kind of set that up for me. And from there, that just kind of opened a whole new world of doors for me. Um, I went into... Do I need to pause at any point for you to ask no, another, no, no. in between? I mean, like,
0: so it's... Like, this is this is the the cool thing about what you're saying is, like, so dope. Because um, it's very transparent about what it takes to be in this industry. Like, me, as, I as well have worked for the Board of Education and I've been a teacher, a substitute teacher. I've been, you know, I've taught, like, technology. I know how to, I know how to create. You know, you just, you learn how to create and then you just, you just, you teach. Like, I, I taught an after-school right. program how to, like, shoot small projects. Like, I did it all, too. So, it's like, everything that you're saying is, like, totally relevant and yeah. it's meaningful. So, my main thing is, like, what do you tell people? Because I follow this lady. Her name is Jazz, and I, th- I think her last name is Jazz Waters. And so, she's a uh, a writer slash producer for This Is Us. So if anybody on NBC, uh-huh. This Is Us, and so I've I've been following her for years. But the one thing she said was like, and she's from Chicago, which I think that we we create some of the, like the best dopest women who write and produce like Lena Waithe, Shonda Rhimes, like Jazz Waters, like just to name a few if anybody's picking up those like quick those things but um what she said one time in like a podcast interview was like I tried it all Like I've been, I went, I I went home and tried to live a regular life, quote unquote, but that, um, she tried to sell insurance and she was like, I just kept going back to this. So I knew that this was the thing I had to do.
1: I applied for an insurance job
0: too. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you because you, I mean, obviously we have to, we got to buy tissue, you know, we got to buy toilet paper. We got to, you know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. And you went to college, and you don't ever want to be the person that's like, yeah, we live in our dreams, but it's like, I'm dead broke. Like, you never want to exactly. be that person. So, I, I mean, I get it. So what advice would you have for people that's like, yo, like, in between the, the gigs, like, what advice would you give to people?
1: This, this persistence is key in this industry, that there is nothing anybody can do, teach you, skills they can pass on to you that will prepare you for what this industry is like you can learn everything you want to. you can pay all the money you want to for school but if you don't have that hustle and drive to keep going because the the hardest thing about this industry is that it's so inconsistent you know so say you work on a tv show like i work on a show right now at any given moment this show could be canceled you know right right this isn't this isn't my project It's you're contributing to it and so you just want to keep everything in your pockets. You want to make as many connections, be a good person in it, you know, at the end of the day. Cause I will say for me personally, that has assisted me in getting as far as I have, you know, so far, just making those great connections with people, staying in touch with the guy from when I was 16 years old, you know, mm. reminding him like, Hey, remember that girl? Of You know, it's like people remember that, you know, the most, and they want to help people like that. But on top of that, it's long nights it's tireless it's sleepless it's friendless it's you have to move so much and you have to be willing to do that because the industry is forever changing you know so you can't go into it with the mindset that that you're gonna be afraid that you're not willing to sacrifice or make any changes because there were times when i was working at the u um for the for the local show that I didn't make any money there. I've made chump change. You know, I, I, know, know that. I don't I want to say told this.
0: Side note, I want to say this. I want to let people know how I even met you or knew you. So, I was looking for a job. I was at home, and I was in between, you know what I mean? Like, I think I was working on, like, a reality show at the time, but I was teaching, too. So, I had, like, a whole bunch of crazy stuff Uh I was doing. But I was like, dang, it's a job at, you know, at the U, you know, like, in Chicago. we both from Chicago. and. I I saw, I went on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, Courtney Silas, we have the same name. I'm going to see if she can help me get a job at the U. And so I'm like, hey, do you know about this position? I ended up taking the position away anyway. But I was like, hey, do you know about this position? My name is Courtney. And where it's like, I would really, really love, you know, maybe an interview or something like that. I'm like, here's my resume what courtney did forever mm-hmm. changed what i think people should do in this industry and even how i approach people she took my resume and just redid it herself like didn't say hey i think you should change this i think you should change that she just did it herself i, did I it still I did
1: it
0: first <laughs> i mean you did it first but you just like you end up doing it and i was just like "Well, I, yeah
1: because i mean i knew exactly you know it's, it's like you know the people you work with and you know what they're looking for you know and i was like i thought that that was. That was big because I remember times where my mom always tells me, like, stop being a punk. Stop being afraid. The worst somebody could tell you is no. Right. You know, and that used to hinder me a lot because I'm like, ah, I don't want to bother people. It would literally be production shooting outside of my house. I would not go outside because i was scared to walk up to the people and ask them, hey, can I work? You know, And, and when you did that, when I saw that. I just remembered every time that I've wanted to reach out to somebody or how long it took me three years out of college before I started working, you know, in the field. And I was yeah. like, and your name was Courtney. So I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. You know, I ap- it's not going to hurt me
0: any. I appreciated that so what? much. Like, I kept that resume, and that's what I sent out to people. Not, And I never met her, y'all. Like, I never met her. And then I think, like, you moved to New York. You know So, So we kept in contact yeah, I moved weirdly. moved to
1: New York to-
0: you moved to New York, right? Yeah, I moved right? to
1: New York that next year. Because, um, yeah, we, we spoke a little bit, like, on the LinkedIn. And then I moved to New York, and I think you reached out to me on LinkedIn again and said, like, hey, I see you out in New York. You know, I don't know if you're looking for something, but there's, there's this job out there. I think it was for, like, Revolt TV or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And you don't even know how that helped me because... Well, what your viewers don't know is that I ended up leaving my job at the U because I wanted to move to New York on a hope and a dream and, I don't know, $5. <laughs> and <laughs> I applied for grad school. Everybody tells you about the connections they got out there for you. They're like, I'm going to hook you up. You move out here. You set. We got jobs for you. I moved out there. I didn't have shit. Can I yeah. curse on the show? I yeah, of shit. course. Of course.
0: <laughs> We're cussing. I got out like... there.
1: I had a friend, you know, a family friend that let me stay with her for a little bit and my ex. I was dating at the time, let me stay there. But I didn't have a job and it was so difficult because no one knew me out right, there. No right. one was willing to give me a chance. I even, um sorry about that. I even, you know, would walk up to people then and ask them and I just got waved off so many times. So when I saw your message, I was like, Oh my God, like, look at how the world works, you know, that this girl I helped a year ago who I didn't even know it thought about me in some way to help me. And she doesn't even understand how she's helping me right yeah. now. Cause that kept me going, you know, and I did not even end up getting that job. Um, but just to know that somebody out there was like looking out for you, it was like, okay, I got this. I got this. I'm gonna make it happen. You know? Yeah. So that was a great motivating, you know, moment for me. Um, I mean, you have such I a I genuine
0: spirit, dude, you know, you Go have ahead. like one of those genuine, spirits and we never met until like this past year when you know you came to Nashville. he was like yeah i'm moving to nashville i'm like what the f- who moves like i moved right, to nashville yeah. on some like hey i'm moving to nashville i end up you know doing like a couple commercials in like atlanta and i took some work in knoxville which was cool but you was like yeah i'm working. I'm moving to nashville i'm gonna see what they got on this show see if you could come work Like it was just the fact that to be black in this industry which is the point is like how hard has it been for you? Like that's the, you know, a factor.
1: You know, it it that's not something that really hit
0: me until very
1: very recently. Okay. Um, just being black in the world. Period. Honestly, it that's not something that hit me, and it might sound ignorant to say, but I guess I hadn't really experienced a lot when I was in Chicago. I felt set, you know, I felt like I was grown, I got it made, and it wasn't until I up and left and moved to a whole new state where I had nobody, no nothing, you know, that I had to figure out how this world works. And I was working at a PR firm as a temp job while looking for film work, Mm -hmm. and it was not a black person in sight there. It was like, maybe a half of one, I'm not sure what she was, but it was like, it was just me, and nobody made me, you know, feel uncomfortable directly, but... It was an uncomfortable situation. Let's just say, you know, that. And that was the first time I realized my blackness. Now, from there, from when I moved to New York, I went back to Chicago and started working for Steve Harvey. uh, Another friend of mine, a whole different story, just the power of connections, ended up getting me a gig there. And that was the blackest place I ever worked. So it was kind of (laughs) like, hey, welcome home, you know. I got to be me. I was around people who were like me. I had a host who was like me. So you understood the language kind of, you know, that went on there. And and that was a comfortable thing for me. Now to move from that to one Nashville, which (laughs) was never on my radar.
0: I don't think it was on on any of our radars, (laughs) but life will just come and you just go. Yeah. I remember my boss said, asked me when I was
1: at Harvey, like, Hey, you ever thought about Nashville? He's like, no. No, never. And it was crazy because I was already planning on going to visit there with a group of friends. um And I got the call for this show that I work on now, Pickler and Ben, while I was visiting. I got a call for an interview. I'm sitting in the middle of grass talking to somebody about working here. And I found out a week later that I got the job. To, two weeks after that, I had to move right. you know, to Nashville. I just had to uproot my life from Chicago, move to a city I've never been to besides that one time. A whole new group of people I've never been with. And that was just interesting. And I went into this position. Sorry, I'm getting caught up in my words. No, you, you come know. from Harvey where you're around so many people that are like you and you come into a whole new setting with so many people who are not like you at all. Yeah, We all came from different parts of the the, the state yeah. and just different TV shows. How we operate was different. And immediately I felt the pressure. I felt the judgment because mm-hmm. I'm a little black girl from the west side of Chicago. I mean, I'm not like out there or anything like that. I grew up in the burbs of my family, but I'm a little black girl from the west side of Chicago. You know, I'm loud. I'm quirky. I'm... Just obnoxious sometimes, but that's just my personality. It doesn't right. speak to my work ethic. But that's what they see first. They of weren't course. used to that. Why is this girl yelling? Why is her hair all over her head? Why is she... And you then know, and, and I... That idea
0: that you... The idea that as as people from, quote-unquote, up north, even though it's like Midwest, you know, Chicago's the Midwest, it's like we get this thing of... Even when we date down here, like, that... It, I mean, it's so much that comes with being in this industry, like, being black, dating, trying to date black. Like, you just be like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and then you come to this small town. Right, and then you come to this small town, it's like, you know, you're a little abrasive, you're a little aggressive, or it's like, no, I'm just trying to get this shit done. Exactly, and that's exactly
1: what was said to me within maybe first few weeks of us being there, um, you know, got wind that Somebody questioned my professionalism, mm. that if I was capable of talking to guests on the phone, now, for, for your viewers that don't know, my title is associate producer, so I'm responsible for a lot of stuff, but mainly booking the guests, interview the guests, we pretty much help set up the whole segment, we're direct contact with the people that we have on this show, and it came into question if I was capable of interacting with people. Y'all don't know how that pissed me off. Yeah. It pissed me off because people don't understand how hard he worked from 2011, you know, graduating college all the way up until now. I busted my ass. Yeah. Like, not having a job and continuing to grow up this ladder that I was invited to come here, you know, to work on this show. My supervisor referred me to move from Chicago to Nashville to help build this show. I know I belong here. You know, but you get hit with that somebody questioning you, and you know it's nothing that you've done. You know, I'm like, I know I didn't mess up the job. I know I didn't mess up any papers or emails or I didn't say anything bad on the phone. Why are they asking this, Mm -hmm. you know, about me?
0: Do you feel like your passion, do you feel like your passion, do you feel like your passion is what gets questioned or your professionalism? Or is it one and the same? No, my,
1: my, no, my personality, okay. and they they pair your personality with your professionalism, and people don't know how to separate. Too that this industry, what a lot of people don't know, is very different than a lot of others. We're not a corporate office; we don't even have an HR. Department. And there is no you know, HR. I like you jobs can't before. complain, <laughs> right? Uh, I've worked jobs before where you literally have to sign a piece of paper stating that you know that there is no HR here. There's nobody for you to report anything to. Right. So brush the dirt off your shoulder pretty much. You know, it's, it's a it's a hard game here. So you can't cry every five seconds that somebody has something to say to you. But when you say it, when the little black girl says it, it's an issue, you know? And then that's what you run into a lot. How am I supposed to speak around these people? What are they used to? Oh, you're from you know, Southern California, where it's all sunshine and rainbows, that ain't how my life works.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: so I'm going to talk about what I need to talk about, but did the job get done at the end of the day? Yes, it did. Okay, then. Thank you. I don't have to smile at you. You know, you, you run into so many people that pretty much want you to appease them. They want to feel comfortable around you. That's not my job. You know, and that's... The things to me about this industry and how far I've come is watching myself grow in it. And that's, that's my goal at the end of the day, is to make it as far as I can make it in this industry, be as successful as I can, and still be me at the end of the day. What are I don't your, have
0: to, What are your career, huh? like, what is your, like, main goal? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sorry if I cut you off, but what no. is your, like, main no. goal?
1: It's changed a lot uh, so many times. You know, my ultimate goal going into all of this was to be a director. And I still want to uh, be a film director. And that is one of the many things that I think will be on this journey for me. But as you get into it, like you said, you learn you're going to do so many different things. I didn't expect to be on the producer track at all, but I love producing. I love putting these shows together, coming up with creative ideas and content knowing how to organize things, you know, working for the board helped that. Like, I have a long list of administrative skills mm-hmm. that transfer into this job that allow me to do a lot of other things. I went to school for videography and editing. I like to do videography and editing. So, you know, it's a big world for me personally. Um, but ultimately that title of director for, of my own film is where, you know, it's headed or TV show. Either or
0: so in the air <laughs> what can what advice would you give like say if someone you know like what advice would you give someone who's like yo I, I want to start my own production company and I'm at a I'm at a place yeah, where I, be. I mean you watch, you watch people like Ava and you watch people like um you have some people who take the route of being in the industry and actually building a production company Then you got some people who don't work in the industry at all, and, like, I'm a builder. Like, what route would you advise people? Or are you just like, yo, just work, just, you know?
1: Just do it, honestly. And and don't make excuses for yourself. And most importantly, you have to invest in yourself. That, Like I said, for me, I didn't know the questions asked. Like a lot of people tell me, oh, you don't have to go to school for this, you don't have to go to school for that. Well, I wanted to. You know, it's, it's, I'm still considering going back to school because there are certain things that I want to learn, but I don't know what i'm supposed to be asking or who i go to to ask that mm-hmm. and then some stuff you learn on the go you learn just kind of putting yourself in it a lot of film supposed to tell you that like go get some life experience walk up to people on the street if you are interested in production even if you just have a question walk up to them while they're filming they might ignore you or you might get somebody who's really friendly But you just have to keep putting yourself out there. You cannot be afraid to ask anybody anything that you want to get here because that's the book of how you're going to make it, is those people. You can apply for as many jobs as you want to online, but I can promise you that you may possibly get a reply from you Because they're not looking for They're looking for the people that they know. They're looking
0: for the people that they know. They're looking for the people. And that's the struggle, with being at times in this industry is like, if you're not out there getting to know people or just taking on, I think one of the things that I've ran into as a struggle is like, we both graduated college and you want to be able to do things like simple stuff. Like I want a house one day. Like I want to, you know, you want to be able to do things. And so I guess when I see people in, out in the world, and they, you know, I think they just look at the glitz and the glamour and, like, if you tell people you produce anything, it's like, oh, snap, like, you gotta be, you know, like, I, I did some work on Empire, and it's like, but, Miss Courtney, I remember I had some students, so like, Miss Courtney, but you not, so you famous? Are you not famous? Are you rich? Are you not rich? Right, I'm like, exactly. I'm none of the above. People, that's what I'm
1: saying, that, that the biggest thing is that hustle, no matter which route you take, you know, like I said, some people are more fortunate, where they can go to school. I have a friend who just was uh nominated for an Oscar short. He's the same age as me. Wow. You know, he's married, just had his second child, I think, or third, I can't remember. You know, but he has to sacrifice a lot of his time and energy. He has a very supportive family. You're gonna get situations like that. Or you're gonna have people who like myself I worked my job, you know, I worked my job at the station because I loved it, but I worked two jobs after I would leave that job. Mm. I would work there at 4.30 in the morning, get off at 12.30, walk to my next job about a mile, work there till five, leave that job and go get alcohol samples in the grocery store just so I had enough money to do what I wanted to do, right. you know, because my job wasn't really paying me. I mean, like $10, you know, an hour a day or whatever. I wasn't making anything, but... I was so set on doing that that I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to eat right. just so I can still be here to do this and learn everything I can. I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know? And that's the mindset that you have to have, that it's like you just have to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And it gets tiring. It does. But as you start to make those connections, you start to see those rewards, you see your name and those credits at the end of the day, you're like, okay. I'm doing it right, you know, yeah, you it's gotta hard,
0: you gotta doing it, yeah, it's hard. It's heck, man. It's so hard because you fight that. you fight that um that idea of like, do I go and live this you know nine to five life and kind of I mean, it's just a hard thing, man. like it's hard, and i don't I don't ever have the reason why I made this podcast and I wanted to talk to people like you and others was like it's a hard thing, you know, I can't tell you how to do it. I can't tell you. I've, I mean, I met Issa Rae before, um, it was right before the first season, the first season of, of Insecure came out. And I met her twice in like the same week. And I was just like, what, you know, what made you just want to just be like, all right, I'm not going to go to grad school or or I'm not going to live this type of life. I'm going to just go. She was like, I knew that everything else could come later, but I knew if I didn't try it now, if I didn't just do it now, I wasn't going I couldn't mm-hmm. focus on it later. I needed to do it right now. So, it. Exactly. it yeah.
1: That's, that's the same thing for me. When I moved to, when I moved to New York, everybody's like, right going to New York, you got a job, you set, you got a apartment, everything. I was like, I was what, 26 at the time? Mm-hmm. 25, 26, I can't remember. But I was like, nah, I was like, I, I don't have children right now. I'm not married to anybody and I need to get out of here before I get stuck, you know? Because the longer you wait, more things pop up, and, and you're not going to do it. You're going to find reasons to just not do you it. You
0: find and so I many reasons because it's just, scary as hell.
1: It's scary. It is It is literally the scariest thing to do. And, and you touched on it a little bit, saying that people think it's so glamorous. I remember being interviewed for a job in New York, and the guy looked at my resume. You know, and you see my, my body of work on there. Okay, this TV show. Oh, she worked with this artist. Oh, so she did that. She did that. And he says to me, well, this job isn't that glamorous. It took everything in me to be like, bitch, what makes you think that my job is glamorous? I am tired. You know? I'm just trying to eat. (laughs) Right. They they see you take a picture with a celebrity, and I'm like, I'm sorry. That was seven seconds of my day. That person doesn't even know my name. (laughs) Like, let's talk about what I did all day today, leading up to meeting that person.
0: (laughs) Matter of fact, what, how about what they had to do to lead up to meet me? How about that? Like, you don't even know what it takes exactly. to just be here, period. And so, it's a, it's a man, it's a crazy world. I was just thinking about that today. Like, Lord, I just want to create. I just want to be great and create. Like, how has right. it been this hard to create and be great? But it's a journey, and it's a journey worth taking. What do you think is next for you, Court? You
1: know, work in this industry, working, you're going to come across some interesting, interesting people, you know, that's really going to make you think, do I got to work with with people like this forever? Yeah. (laughs) And I literally just said to somebody the other day that, all our little black bust that's sitting here having these conversations to go ahead and come together with our creative ideas and produce some great content let's make BET great again how about that
0: let's make like, let's like, make BT freaking great again guys like that's the crazy right like that's the crazy just thing. get a whole
1: bunch of people together to make some dope you know creative content but what's next for me as of right now um and I can see myself riding it out here a little longer, just kind of learning more in the field and growing more as a producer, which I've done a lot in the past year. Um, but getting back to focusing on my work, my project, my company, you know, I put that on pause for a while because as you start going in this industry, it's really hard to stop and you really don't get a moment to like breathe, sleep, right. speak to people right, right, right. at times, you know, um, And so we're about to go on our hiatus right now. And I said, I'm going to take that time to write more. A few people have been asking about my writing. They haven't seen my my posts in a while. Write more, kind of put my ideas together, brush up on my shooting, my editing, you know, and just kind of bring my ideas that I've written down, you know, to fruition and just making it all
0: happen. What does it mean to you to be young, black and filming? Like, what does that mean?
1: Um, but I have a voice, I have a very, very powerful voice and I have to find the best way to use that to represent myself, to represent my people in an industry that is so dominated by everyone else, you know, that is not us. Um, that the famous Malcolm Malcolm X quote, uh, the media controls the mind of the masses I want to put something out positive about us for people to see that we can produce great work too. We direct just as good as everybody else that you see in the Oscars and and every place else, you know. I I just want to continue to make that name for myself and making that path for others to be able to come that the next person that sends me a resume, I'ma send theirs off too. I'ma fix theirs off too. Anybody that comes in my path because I know how hard it was for me, I'm here to help, you know, and that that's what's the most important thing to me to be in this industry is to know you have people there that will support you, and if you really want to do this, see you through it as well.
0: I want I want people to know where to follow you. Can they follow you on Instagram? What is your Instagram title? What's your Instagram? Yes, so you can follow me
1: on Instagram at Glen Coco Sunday. That is I know really long. G L E N C O C O S U N D A E. Glen Coco Sunday on Instagram, and The Real Court on Twitter. Real like Film Real. R-E-E-L. Even though I don't tweet anything.
0: You gotta folks. get on Twitter. Just be me and Oprah. We get bored. You gotta get on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all. <laughs> so-